is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Flex Network. I am your host, Flex Shane. You can follow me on Twitter at the Flex Network One. I am joined by an original OG of the Flex Network, Flex Mike. You can follow him on Twitter at FlexMike11. Mike, what the hell is going on, brother? Nothing, man. Uh, excited for another week of football here. And, uh, you know, high school football coach myself, we're fresh off a win last night. So I don't <laughs> I don't wake up this morning just being mad at the world. So uh, that that's always a good thing. That's fantastic. I, I got to ask. So like, so normally you've got a green screen going, but we yeah. can see the, uh, the whiteboard behind you. How come there's no X's and O's? There's no plays being drawn up? <laughs> like, don't you want to look legitimate in front of your, uh, your players and stuff? Yeah. So the, the, the whiteboard is, uh, is in our weight room and in, in the coaches area and stuff. We're just here at the house, but, uh, you know, if, if we were, <laughs> I guess if we were in, in the weight room and all that good stuff, we'd have some stuff drawn up. So sounds like a lot of excuses, Mike, Jennifer, yeah. good morning. How you doing? Thanks for watching today, brother. So it's been like months, I want to say, since we've last actually like recorded together. Lots yeah. happened. We're already in week yeah. six of the NFL. For sure, yeah. Uh, lots of. I think I think it's been a while since I've even just been on the Flex Network airwaves as a whole. But um, yeah, so crazy things going on in the uh, in the NFL. Um, fantasy is booming i'll tell you every every year week one i'm like i have that moment where i'm like opening up the apps that i use for fantasy football for me it's mostly sleeper um but opening up those apps and just having that moment of reflection where i'm like man i'm so glad football's back i love fantasy football and then the week after that i lose by 0.003 or something crazy (laughs) like that and i'm like dude i love and hate fantasy football at the same exact time that's that's when you remember that fantasy football freaking hurts man like yeah so so our our girl jen who's watching right now she's got like aj brown cmc justin jefferson who at least you know he's coming through the last couple weeks but he had a slow start to the season yeah AJ Brown right now, man. Like so, so this week, um, Andy's playing Tennessee, or excuse me, Tennessee is playing uh, Buffalo, and that's the Monday night game. It should be a bit of a shootout. Can you start AJ Brown right now? Like, are you comfortable starting him in your fantasy league, Mike? Uh, I'm not because, like, like he's that freak, right? The best, the the best Ugh. comparable is like. When, when you really kind of look back at everything, you're like, dude, DK Metcalf and AJ Brown were on the same football team and Ole Miss wasn't, you know, they, they weren't good. Like yeah. <laughs> that's what people forget. Um, but like with AJ Brown, although the build is very similar between him and DK Metcalf, their games are, you know, they're, they're, you would think that they would be similar. They're not very similar. Um, AJ, AJ Brown's a guy that's very physical. If it were me and I was coaching AJ Brown, I would yeah. do whatever I could to get him running some short routes just to get the ball in his hands in space just get, and just and let him be let him be physical, you know. Um, that's how they played when he was a rookie, right? Like when he was a rookie yeah. and even last year, like that's how they were getting him. They're getting the ball in his hands on a slant route, and then they were friggin' t- he's taking it to the house every time. I mean, yeah, honestly, Ryan Tannehill hasn't looked as sharp. Uh, King Henry, though, I mean, he's just looking dominant. So I guess they're saying, okay, let's, yeah. let's put the ball in his hand. But the truth is, it's just it hasn't been impressive. And right now, like the the, the Titans are three and two. Okay, so what they're doing is kind of working. But are they really that much better than the Colts? I mean, yes, they're better than the Texans. Yes, they're better than the Jaguars. But you know, I, I feel like freaking Titans. They, they need to really get their best players involved. And at this point, AJ Brown, who has ten total. Uh, receptions and one touchdown on the season it's just not it's just not happening yeah so so for me i look at it in two ways um there's two major variables in in i guess in the equation for the tennessee titans right now number one being um derrick henry's there right you don't have a guy like that who is that good without um having a run first offense which is what what they have and what they like and they've shown already this season that they are successful with that. Number two being, I, you know, we, we watch Ryan Tannehill in Miami stink it up. 
and we watched him come to Tennessee and have a little bit of success. But at the same time, I still don't trust him. Um, and he's not going to yeah. be that guy. He's not going to be that guy that's going to thread the needle and do all these great things. And so um, those are the two major factors for me. It's a reason I didn't draft Julio or AJ Brown, just because I'm not, I'm not prepared to uh, draft those guys knowing that they, they really just want to get the ball to Derrick Henry. And why wouldn't you want to get the ball to Derrick well, Henry? He's virtually unstoppable right now. You're right. But AJ Brown was one of the most efficient wide receivers in the league last year. Yeah. And uh, obviously that, that made Ryan Tannehill efficient, but he, he is one of the best wide receivers in the game right now. So it's just, I guess if they're getting it done, they're three and two, they're, they're the top team in the AFC South. And, and honestly, there's not a lot of competition. So maybe they're just going to coast, but you think if they're going to coast to the playoffs, they'd want to save the big dog a little bit, right? Like, can this man really handle 30 touches a game? I don't know. Maybe he can. <laughs> so far, yeah. he can, I guess. Well, he, he's a, he's an old school style runner uh, when it comes to physicality. Uh, a lot of backs nowadays, if you get, you know, you, um, I remember in, you know, earlier in the 2000s watching uh, DeMarco Murray play for the Dallas Cowboys and oh, yeah. him, him yeah. taking, um, I think that, that his last season in Dallas, he averaged about 25 to 27 carries a game. Like they were feeding the horse, right? Derrick Henry's that old school style. Nowadays, running backs can't handle that workload. They they get too banged up. They're not used to physicality. But Derrick Henry has that frame and that build to be able to do that. Well, so here's the thing with Derrick Henry. I, I joke when I say he's getting 30 touches a game. He's literally getting 28.4 touches wow. per game. That that's what he's trending. Here's the thing that's crazy. He's had 15 targets, 14 receptions. Like if you if you would have known that he would have been on pace for close to fifty receptions for the season, he would have been drafted. I think uh, CMC would have been a one on one without question. I, I still think that yeah. um, because CMC is just he's an absolute monster. But like Derrick Henry would have been smashed two overall if he was drafting today, yeah. which yeah. is crazy. So so here's I, I I got I got a league tilting trade that went down last night in one of my leagues. The all important, actually, the, the Banana Hammock Boy Roster Watch League. Our boy Baron traded away to, to Sully from freaking Houston, no less. He <laughs> traded away. So th listen to this trade. Okay. So Sully's first in the league right now, and, and Baron is just absolutely shitting the bed right now with his team. But he traded away um, his Derrick Henry and Kadarius Tony. For Tyler Lockett and Zach Moss, like that's an absolute swindle by Sully, right? Like Sully got yeah. freaking Kadarius Tony, who's on the the rise. He absolutely balled out last week. I guess yeah. Sterling Shepard's coming back this week, but when you got your first round pick, who just showed you that he can actually produce as a first round talent and then some. Plus, oh yeah, that's right, the best running back in the game right now, who's still freaking healthy, who conceivably is gonna be healthy all season. For Tyler Lockett, who has uh, Russ just went on IR, Chris Carson's on IR, so that that offense is obviously going to be scaled back a little bit. And then Zach Moss, are we even sure Zach Moss is a starting RB in, in in Buffalo right now with Devin Singletary there? I mean, I get he's getting more touches the last couple of weeks, but any given week he could flip the switch. And oh yeah, that's right, Zach Moss is meh at best. So that that tilted me last night, Baron. I see you, I love you, <laughs> I hate that trade, hate it. Um... Yeah, that you know, when I look at that running back situation in Buffalo, even as I was, Oof. you know, I'm in a couple of those leagues that are just the um, redraft every year, you know, and um, when it came to those Buffalo running backs, it's one of those things that I just kind of, um, I'm like, let me watch this situation. As the drafts yeah. was starting to unfold, I was like, oh, let me watch this situation. Let me see if I can get one of these guys kind of late, you know. Um, because it, it is a situation where um, the it it was you know it was fifty five forty five as as far as um, the percentage that they were sharing in the backfield right and and a lot of teams yeah, are starting much. to do that nowadays so all the work's not on one guy I get um, Zach Moss lately has uh, been taking most of the workload because Singletary's been kind of banged up. Um, yep. And they haven't been using him in the way that they probably would like to. Um, but at the same time, Josh Allen has kind of stepped up as far as like throwing the ball Oof. down the field and stuff like that. So they haven't really had to rely on the run as heavy. Um, 
but yeah, I, I, I'm a Seattle fan. So when I look at the Tyler Lockett situation, I'm like, well, we got Geno Smith throwing him the ball now. So, um, we don't really know what that's going to look like. We know that Geno in that Thursday night game was able to c- connect with DK, and that was nice to see. Oh, um, that was tantalizing, baby. That, yeah, he <laughs> looked good too doing it, right? Like he yeah. looked good doing it. Yeah. So we'll we'll see what that looks like going forward. Obviously, in that situation, but you know, if we're betting in this in this whole scenario, y- you got to say that Seattle's offense is going to take a step back just because Geno's not Russ, right? And if Geno comes out and wins three out of four or something like that. Kind of kind of when Drew Brees got hurt a couple of years ago with the Saints and uh Teddy Bridgewater came in and went five and oh, it would have to be shocking yeah. like that for um for for us to even think that have that was remotely a fair her. trade, you know? So Yeah, oh yeah, it's just it's just oh it honestly it was just not good. It, it's just not good. And good swindle though, speak- if you can pull it off, you know what I'm saying? Oh absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and the thing is like the Seahawks need to go. Russ is going to miss at least three games on IR, right? So if they can go two and two and one, that they'll be in pretty good shape. Because right now they're sitting with behind the Cards, who are five and zero, and the Rams that are four and one. So at best, right now the Seahawks are, are are playing for that wild card. Yeah, and man, they got a lot of competition. The Bears look decent enough, right? Right now the Cowboys are looking good. I mean, they're going to win their division, but yeah, it's they, they could still sneak in. Um, it's going to probably be between them, the Panthers, the Bears. I mean, shit, the 49ers are two and three, but if they were to go on a run right now, would anybody be surprised? I don't think so. So it's it's going to be tough. I mean, we, we went and we came into the season knowing that the NFC West was going to dominate the NFC in general. And so far, they've been doing that. Um, what's going on, Bali? How you doing? Um, we, got a, we got a question from Bali. What are your thoughts this week on Alex Collins? Um, or- yeah, I, I love that question because he's someone that um, is very different from Chris Carson, right? Chris yeah. Carson's downhill, physical. He'll run through your face he, if he has to. Chris Carson is actually, in my opinion, a very underrated uh, pass catcher for a running back. He's uh, yeah. He, I think, I think four of his first six touchdowns uh, last season were on receptions. And so um, that's nice to see from a running back, especially when he's not labeled when it's not a CMC where you're like, Oh, he does that, you know? Um, But what about DJ Dallas though? No, no, I don't like Dallas at all. Um, I, I, I do like DJ Dallas. Um, he's not he's not in front of Alex Collins. When Alex Collins comes in, he brings uh, in, in football is what we call it. He brings a juice. You know, he's got a little bit of bounce to him. He's got a little, <laughs> That's the official it, term. The yeah, juice. the official term is juice. You know, he he uses his hips really well. He's got a nice jump cut. Um, if you if you really understand like the game of football and just kind of the running back position, you understand what I mean by jump cut. You know, it's that one step jumps to the yeah. inside as a cut and can really take people, you know, you know, you can take someone's ankles that way. And he, he proved his ability to do that. Um, I would like to see him get, get more carries. The, the only thing that's limiting him right now is uh, Seattle has a lot of uh, um, rotating offensive linemen right now. We just pulled an yeah. alignment off of IR. So that's, that's a good sign moving forward, but yeah, we haven't, we haven't been healthy on the line and which has kind of stifled the run game a little bit, but uh, I like Alex Collins. I would not expect him um, to be this world beater by any means, but I think he is good enough to do the job. People forget that he was a thousand yard back with uh, the Baltimore Ravens a few years Baltimore, back. Yeah. So. yeah. You know, he looked good. I mean, he, he was never like really one of those elite guys, but he had those games because I think because of that, that burst, he, he could put up the long touchdown and that's kind of what you're hoping for at this point, I, I would say. Um, but I mean, this is actually a, a good segue to uh, say a subject that I want to talk about. Um, this is kind of the week. Maybe it's the season of the backup running back. I mean, you look through the league right now and Cleveland, uh, Nick Chubb was, was ruled out. So cream hunt, I mean, cream hunt is a starting quarter or excuse me, starting running back, but Demetric Felton, I think he looks decent. Um, he's got a lot of burst. He played wide receiver in college. So would you be comfortable? I mean, we're going to talk about some of our flex plays a little bit later. I don't have Demetric Felton as a flex play, but I picked him up in the league to keep on my bench just to kind of wait and see, see what happens. Um, Demetric Felton, any takes on that at all? Cleveland, of course, going against Arizona. So it's going to be a high scoring game. 48.5 over under or point total for the game. 
Um, so I don't know if I'd feel comfortable starting him by any means, mm-hmm. but um, I would feel comfortable doing what you did, which is snag him up to watch to see what happens. I've done that with other players before where I've just snagged someone just to be like, let me put them on my bench, see how they perform. Um, and it always ends up, I end up starting them the wrong week. You know, like, yeah, of course, like they score like 28 on your bench. And then when you start them, they score four and you're like, man, you know, I can't, I can't catch a break here, but, um, um, well, so, so this is kind of the, one of the questions though. It's like, so I don't, do you play DFS at all, Mike or no? Yes. I dabble in it, but okay. So yeah. you play DFS. So that's really always the question every week, right? It's, it's backup running backs. Do you trust starting, uh, Kareem Hunt, I think he's like 7,400 on FanDuel. He's not priced like a backup. But he's one of those guys that if you can jam into your lineup, I recommend doing it. Um, a guy who I'm still like, ugh, I'm wishy-washy about is a guy like Daryl Williams. With CEH out, can you trust him against Kansas City or for Kansas City this week going up against Washington? It's going to be probably a shootout of a game. But CEH wasn't getting the touches. Why the hell are they going to then get it, give it to Daryl Williams when you just let Patrick Mahomes ball out? Yeah, I agree. Um, I this kind of goes into some flex play stuff a little bit, but but yeah. I'll go ahead and and mention it. Um, so the Chiefs this week have uh, the Washington football team, I believe. Um, Washington yep. football team last year averaged around uh, two point six yards per carry uh, to running backs, which isn't bad. It's not good either. Um, I, I mean, it's probably top half of the league, um, yeah, be, but. But but this year Washington is giving up over four point eight a carry. Um, so if if the time for Kansas City to unleash someone or unleash Darrell Williams, um, yep. this would probably be that week, um, depending on what the the Ceh uh, injury looks like and how long they expect him to be out. Um, yeah. Washington has been giving up uh, almost double what they gave up last year, so. I mean, the guys, he's 6'1", 225. You know, he's a good size back. He just, he just lacks, um, he, he lacks the top end speed and he lacks a little bit of finesse. But um, this year they've been putting him, they've put, been putting him in, in goal line situations anyway. Um, and so I would be curious to see what he looks like uh, going forward. And that's, that's a matchup that I'm kind of watching this weekend because if I'm Kansas City, I need to get right in a hurry, you know. They should route Washington. Yeah, they, really they should. should route them. They should. But there's been a few of those games this year already. Like when I looked at when I looked at um the game we just saw recently, the Baltimore and Indianapolis game, I'm like Baltimore should route Indianapolis and they didn't. And they really well, Indy was to... up for most of that game, then of course yeah. they blew it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they had to make a comeback, but um, but still, in my mind, I'm like, you have Lamar Jackson, you have Mark Andrews, who absolutely balled out all that stuff. I'm not really talking about that game, but I'm just saying those are those are things that, you, that are comparable to Kansas City. When you look at Kansas City, you're like, man, you have all the superstars, and Washington doesn't really have. Washington has a guy who played in the XFL as their starting quarterback right now, so <laughs> you should be you, hey. you should be. be- Taylor Heineke, I think you got to give him credit, man. He's been yeah, playing pretty sure. well. I, I agree. I losing. agree. Yeah, I agree. Okay, so what about Chuba Hubbard? Carolina this week going up against Minnesota. Guy you're comfortable starting? Even as a flex? I I would start him. Um, yeah. Um, just because he, the offense, um, the, the offense can function without it having to be all on his shoulders. You know what I mean? It doesn't have to be. Like when CMC is in there, they're like, okay, let's, let's, our play design, our plan, our uh, strategy here is to use him to frustrate defenses because he can do, he's, you know, he's that utility knife. He can do a bunch of things. Um, Chuba Hubbard's more of your traditional. Um, and so I, w- I would like to see them. I mean, I'm a DJ Moore <laughs> owner in fantasy. Mm. So I'm yes. like, just feed that guy, man. I don't care. D- you know? DJ Moore. Oh, my yeah. God. Mike. You and I have been lamenting about DJ Moore for the last, what, probably two or three seasons. It's yeah. finally time. Yeah. He's finally broken out. We haven't even talked about DJ Moore yet. Like, it's, yeah. I, I like to think that, look, Sam Darnold is, let's call him a better than average starting quarterback. I, I think he's proven that, right? I mean, he's getting it done in fantasy, um, mainly by the rushing touchdowns. But the thing that we care about most about these meddling um, 
quarterbacks, I think of like a Derek Carr is like a similar type player is we want to know, are they going to make the skill players on that team fantasy viable? And look, I get, unfortunately, if you're Robbie Anderson, fantasy manager, you're disappointed so far this season. Um, mm-hmm. I joke around with Brandon all the time that Terrace Marshall is the wide receiver two on that team, but TJ Moore, man, he's getting fed targets. He's finally getting touchdowns and look, he, he's probably hopefully going to get that 13, 1400 yards if he can go and get over hundred receptions and get seven, eight, nine touchdowns, like that's, that's more than what you would have expected. And that's kind of, well, that was the, always the expectation that he could do that. And he's finally doing it. So that's just a little DJ more tangent. Yeah. We're finally <laughs> there. Um, okay. So this is one that really interests me. Okay. So David Montgomery, Montgomery obviously is out. He's been out for the last couple of weeks. Last week, Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert, uh, pretty much they literally had 50, 50 in terms of uh, being on the field. But Damian Williams is likely going to miss this week because of COVID. Now, he still might play. Um, I haven't seen the news if he's been updated, but he needs two negative tests. Khalil Herbert, is this a guy that you were comfortable starting? Well, I think he's a smash start if he's definitely the lone back in that backfield. But say Damian Williams is able to play tomorrow. Are you comfortable starting either either of these guys? Or if you had to choose one, who would you prefer? Oh, what a question. This is a tough one. This is, this is <laughs> um, what we do, baby. Yeah, and you can um, say either or, like flip the coin, because that's also an answer too, right? That's acceptable. Yeah, I think in this situation, um, I would probably flip the coin, but um, yeah. but if um, if there was a standalone guy, I would probably just want to go with Damian Williams, just because oh, I've really? seen okay. it, just because I've seen him before, um, and. Super I mean, Bowl MVP, Damian yeah, Williams. Oh wait, yeah, we, he got swindled out of that yeah. Super Bowl. He should have been the Super Bowl MVP, but yeah. um, yeah, I don't know. I've I that that's that really is a tough one because um, just in a situation there, um, and then on top of everything else, do <laughs> do I trust Nagy at all to even make the calls oh, to put those guys in a situation? I... I'm not, you know, we're not Bears fans, but like even non-Bears fans can look at that and be like, that's a frustrating that's a fan base that is probably pretty frustrated with their, um, with their head coach. Um, and so I would want to, yeah. that's why I would I say flip the question. coin because you don't know. Yeah. I have a selfish question for you. So in, in one of my super flex leagues, I've got bye weeks. And so I am making the decision. I've got Justin Fields in my lineup right now, or so Justin Fields, Chicago going against green Bay, low over under 44 points. My boy, Mr. Mac Jones, is also on the waiver wire right now. I'm trying to decide if I should pick him up. Of course, the pass are playing Dallas this week. Could be a shootout. Could also be the type of game where New England wants to scale back the Dallas offense because no question about it, the Dallas offense is superior to the Patriots offense right now. Are you comfortable holding your nose, playing Justin Fields, praying, just praying that Nagy, the, the, the sky parts, this, the heavens shine down and he actually lets Justin Fields get unleashed or the conservative play in Mac Jones. Right now, I, I go for upside. We always tell our listeners, go for upside in your fantasy leagues. I got Justin Fields in there. Am I crazy to be certain Justin Fields, who's gotten like 14 points a game so far this season? Um, so if it were me, I would lean towards Justin Fields. Uh, okay. The Bears are playing the Packers. Um Although the Packers are four and one, I believe um, they have not. They are four and one, but they're like an ugly four and one. They're very reliant on the the Rodgers to Devonta Adams connection, and nothing else has really uh, has really came out of the wash. Aaron for Jones them. has played decent. Yeah, I, I just mean like as far as their offense goes, like Devonta Adams is the only one getting targets. Devonta Adams is a stud. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But He's it's sad, but yes. but but it's one guy, you know what I mean. So, um, and then I look, and then I look. I still don't trust Nagy. Um, but no. then I look. I look over on the New England Dallas side, right? Dallas's defense, um, with the addition of Dan Quinn, has definitely improved. They've they've turned into a not the best defense, but they've turned into a opportunistic defense. So Trayvon Diggs, man, he's had yeah. the every single week. Although he's questionable this week. I think that's yeah. a huge game changer. Well, well two play. weeks ago, um, two weeks ago, he, what, the Philly game, I believe, 
he they were they were like blowing him out so he basically sat the second half of the fourth quarter um Mm -hmm. and so that's a decent amount of time to just not be on the field and to trust someone else and so um in that moment everyone was like oh he's just getting rest but you saw him limping and stuff like that so there's there's something there that's probably aggravating him but yeah so back on the opportunistic they're opportunities to get interceptions and fumbles when it comes to tip balls they're very they're very alert they're not exactly yep. like jumping routes and getting picks in that way but they are they are uh you know as the as the uh what do they say the, all the football coaches across the world say take what the take what the other because, team gives you right yeah so if they're yeah, going to give you something that's what they're doing they're just jumping in and taking what's uh what's given to them and so can't blame them for that um, you know, as, as I look at Mac Jones, there's a, there's, there's a little bit to, if I'm new England, I probably say, man, I wish that we had a f- couple more weapons to help him out because oh, I, I, I think that he can play. Um, the issue is that, um, he doesn't have a whole lot surrounding him right now. So, um, Jacoby Myers is still unable <laughs> to get into the end zone. He literally has not scored a touchdown in his career, which is staggering. It's absolutely yeah. staggering. Um, <laughs> and then look, some of the other weapons that they've gotten, like Nelson Aguilar, he's, he's kind of what we thought he was, right? Like he had the boom year in, in Vegas last year, which is how he got the contract this year. But yeah. And then they've got the two tight ends. Hunter Henry's finally starting to come on a little bit, which we, which we like, but it's, it's not sexy, man. And we kind of knew this going in. I would say that Mac Jones, again, this is just, <laughs> you know, Patriots fan, not necessarily as like a fantasy take, but he's looked good, man. I think he's looked good against Tampa. They gave him they had Tampa against the ropes, right? They could have won that game easily. They didn't. Uh, I think, you know, the better team won. Tampa is a better team in my opinion, but um, look, I would say that the Patriots are quite quietly tanking, right? You're not going to trade Stephon Gilmore away or, you know, effectively cutting them. What did they get like a six round pick or something like that from Carolina? Yeah. You're not going to do that. If you think you've got a legitimate chance at, at the playoffs this year. So I think it's going to be one of those situations where, they want Mac to learn. They're going to probably continue to give him more and more every single week, but he's not somebody I really want to start in fantasy, which is why I'm not going to start him this week in fantasy, even though I'm kind of desperate with my quarterback position um, for my super flex. But uh, Hey man, that kind of is what it is. All right. So I got one more for you. All right. The great Saquon Barkley started slow. He was recovering. He's now out this week. Uh, Devonta Booker, man, the Giants are going up against the Rams. That's a scary, scary front seven. Are you playing Devonta Booker this week, or are you are you saying, listen, I've been swindled too many times in the past. I'm not going to do it again. Devonta Booker, I don't care if I have you, unless I'm absolutely desperate. Because, look, there are. Um, the Falcons are on, on bye week this week. The Saints are on bye. The Jets, meh, and the 49ers. So, look, there might have been some players on your starting roster, but probably not a ton, maybe you know a few Niners. Are you starting Devontae Booker this week, Mike? Uh, he's the one that I am starting. Um, <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. So um, the, one, the one league that I had the opportunity to pick him up in, um, yep. I, I'm running back week, right? So okay. I had I had, I mean, I had, I had Barkley, and um, he was really starting to come on. Ever since they won – they won the game in the in overtime against the Saints. That was nice. Yep. He had a he had a really nice oh, he week that so week. Good. Yeah, he was looking explosive. Yep. Oh man! And even and even against Dallas, he looked fine. He just the way that he hurt his ankle. I don't know if you saw the picture because of just the size of his quads and everything and his calves mm-hmm. and everything. But his ankle is so swollen; it literally looks like someone took a softball and just put it underneath his skin on the outside of his oh ankle. That's how swollen that thing is. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, That's it's a nasty. it's yeah, it's huge. It was huge, but that was like directly after the game. But yeah. my point is that um, what do we know about Daniel Jones? Is he is he healthy? Is he going to play this week? Because he was in concussion uh, so protocol. He was concussed. No, it, it's looking like he was he practiced all week. I, I think okay. he's going to play this week. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I would. Booker got in and got got some carries and got some space and stuff like that. Um, the Rams are a team that I obviously they're in the NFC West, so I'm pretty familiar with them. Um, yep. 
their their front seven hasn't really been i mean aaron donald yeah but the rest of them i in my opinion haven't really been playing to their potential to help out aaron donald aaron donald's yeah. gonna take a double team every time he's on the field but there's opportunities for the run game to go there um the main question is do the giants have an offensive line that could help out booker and no, is booker gonna be that guy i don't think so either but I'm just taking a risk this week because I don't have any other choice because my other desperate guy is not... called for de- desperate measures, right? So the other guy I have as a running back is the Jets running back, their rookie. Um, re- give me his name. Well, the Jets, the, Jet, the Jets, Carter? yeah, Michael, Michael Carter. Yeah, well, the yes. Jets are on by, yeah, yeah, and so they're on a buy, right? So I didn't have a choice, yeah. and so I had to. He was the best available. I had to snag him. I'm like, man, here's let me throw a couple of. You know, if there's any Catholic people out there, let me throw a couple of Hail Marys up and hope that this works. So, (laughs) did you play him last week? You got to touch him for, I think you got like 13 points in the PPR. That was pretty respectable. Michael Carter last week. Oh, yeah. I played him last week. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. He was one of my flex plays last week. So that one kind of worked out. That's like, hold your damn nose. Yeah. Um, I, I'll tell you this. I, I don't normally like to give you, you fantasy nerds credit, but I'll tell you right now. <laughs> um, I listened last week and I yeah. heard you talking about him, and I'm like, you know what? Just let me try it out. And I wasn't disappointed. So I was happy I played him. And then I it's, wanted to play him again this week, but then I was like, I saw they had a buy and I was like, no, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it was the London game, right? So there's always the buy. It's, right. it's Miami Jacksonville London, I think this week. That's yes, going to be just awful. another disgusting game. I don't think they've ever had a London game that's been worth anything for as long as they've been no, in London. Not re- not really. You know, listen, okay, so it's just Kyle Pitts at least came out last week, right? Like it was kind of the Kyle Pitts come out show. Uh, he yeah. got the touchdown. He got something like seven, eight, nine receptions. I don't have the, the numbers in front of me, but he came out, right? And Or had the big breakout week. I would say that that was probably the extent of, hey, this is worth it. But to get up, I mean, I'm I'm on mountain time, so it's 7.30 game. To roll out of bed and say, hey, this is a game that I'm excited to watch, it's it's just it's too much for me, man. And then tomorrow, same deal. I, look, I'm a degenerate, so I'm going to watch it. Or yeah. I'll take my dog for a walk and I'll listen to my Sirius yeah. while, while the game's playing. But it's not exactly like it's, it's a barn burner. So- I, I will say, though, man. Sorry, just to uh, yeah, go ahead. I think that this. What do you think? So, so Sunday night game is is Seahawks and Steelers. That should be an interesting game, right? I mean, it's technically it's two historically good teams, but Big Ben is let's call it his backup at best, and then Geno Smith. Is that a game that you're excited to watch on Sunday night? As, I'm as excited. I'm excited to watch it from a Seahawks fan perspective. So yeah. I'm excited to watch it because what we did see from Gino last uh, Thursday was um, was something that I, um, when you really look at it, Gino carved up the Rams when he came in. He um, he got ten points in about three minutes, and yeah. he was in position to go on the game-winning drive. If it wasn't for Tyler Lockett tripping or getting tripped, falling, whatever you want to call it. Whatever um, it was. Yeah, whatever yeah. it was. Um, I think that at worst, the ball that he threw that was the interception would have been a incompletion or something. Um, and so um, I just want to see more from him, right? Like this happens all the mm-hmm. time in – I'm not making an excuse for Geno Smith's career here, but this happens all the time <laughs> when guys enter the league. When you are good in yeah. college, you – unfortunately, and Trevor Lawrence is living that – story Mm -hmm. currently when you are good in college and you go early in a draft you unfortunately have to go to a team that's not very good and so Gino went from the Jets to the Giants and so neither one of those teams were good in his time there um part of that could have been his fault sure um but I'll I'll tell you that I think Gino just kind of being under the tutelage of uh, of Russell Wilson and learning from him and just realizing that Russell's an Iron Man and you're not going to get to play and living in that reality, um, it's been a good opportunity for him to learn whether it's things about character maturity, um, really hunkering down and getting to study things and look at film in a in a different way with a different lens. Um, I think he's learned. I, I still think he has the ability to, to throw the ball. Um, but, but the facts in this situation are you do have uh, 
you do have DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett to yep. to throw to. And so who's going to complain about that? I know I wouldn't. I'm like, <laughs> you know, that's two of two. I mean, we're talking duo receivers in the NFL. That's a great duo, in my opinion. Um, well, so, so I, I, like I think, I mean, I think that the really simple analysis here is that he's going to probably favor DK just because I think DK is going to be more forgiving. Whereas like Russ is an absolute marksman, right? So he's going to be able to get Tyler Lockett on those, on those routes, uh, the precision routes, and he can put the ball exactly where only Tyler Lockett can, can catch it. I don't know if, if Gino can do that. I mean, history tells us he can't, but it's been a lot of a, a number of years since we've seen him on the field. So who knows? Maybe he can, but brother, let's get to some of our filthy, nasty flex plays of the week all right get us started mike who's your first flex play of nfl week six okay so normally normally you guys like to go running back receiver all that good stuff oh no Um, this is just already so filthy (laughs) <laughs> I can smell it through the freaking uh, um, over here. I'm I'm a I'm gonna go with the quarterback here. Um, oh, okay. So, and this one caught me off guard as I was doing a little bit of research, just because it was like in the past when we talked about Kirk Cousins, the I think the narrative around Kirk Cousins has always been, "Oh, that guy sucks." And then you look at his stats at the end of the season, and you're like, he stacks up with some of the elite guys, you know? Yeah. Um, so this is one of those situations. Um, the guy I'm bringing to the table is Carson Wentz. Um, Ooh, okay. Car- Carson Wentz has, uh, has averaged 22.58 fantasy points this season. That's an average. Um, and his basement is uh, 17 and a half points, right? He plays, uh, he's, he's, if you own any uh, Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, mm-hmm. shares there, you probably aren't disappointed. Um, he's been getting the ball out to him. That, he, that guy is, uh, with the absence of T.Y. Hilton, that guy has been showing up big time. Um, yeah. And, and he's been performing. Um, the, big, the, big, the big thing for me this week is uh, Carson Wentz gets a chance to play Houston, right? So Houston is yeah. obviously not very good. Um, of the five unless, quarter- unless you're, Yeah, unless you're the Patriots. Houston's right. basically a get right team for you. <laughs> right. So of the five quarterbacks that Houston has faced um this this season so far, um the only one not to hit the seventeen mark, the seventeen point mark in in, in fantasy has been Mac Jones. Um so sorry sorry to throw that out there, but um yeah. they <laughs> but they have um Indy has the weapons, right? So um, yeah. I trust I trust in Frank Reich. I think he's an excellent coach. Um, I really like him, and I like the way he draws things up. Um, and so th- there's nothing wrong with that. So let's just keep if if I if I'm kind of like you know my quarterback's on a bye week and Carson Wentz is out there, I'd snag him up if I were you, just because um, if he's averaging twenty two point five eight, that's an average. And he's never gone below 17 and a half points this season so far. Um, the games he's finished, the games where he had the bum ankle, he didn't, uh, I think he put up like right. seven points, but we'll, right. we'll give him a write off on that. He literally yeah. didn't have any ankles. Like <laughs> So so that's what, I, I did a little bit of research on that too. So um, I believe in that game, he had 12 or 13 fantasy points. So that brought his average down. So if we were going to eliminate that game, his average yeah. of 22.58 would probably be a little bit higher. So... Um, that's to me, um, if I'm in the market for a quarterback, just to play one week, I'm playing Carson Wentz this week. So I, I I like that. I like the fact that he's actually going to Michael Pittman. So I'm going to share a few numbers for Michael Pittman. So his target share in the season is 25.14%, which is fantastic. He's getting 8.6 targets per game. Um, and he's getting, he's had 29 receptions so far on the season. So here's the thing. Michael Pittman's kind of the big body type player that you expect him to score touchdowns. He only has one touchdown on the season so far, but 368 reception yards. So I think the touchdowns are going to come. It could come this week against Houston. Uh, finally, JT is showing the people why we were drafting him, why we were banging the table saying, listen, I know that Carson Wentz is looking hurt. I know that his O-line isn't as good as we thought it was going to be coming into the season because of injuries, but Jonathan Taylor is an absolute monster. He's yep. very similar to Saquon Barkley in the sense that he can take any friggin' touch um, on a, for a 50-yard touchdown. We saw it last week. I think it was like his first couple touches of the game last week. He took it to the house. 
I like it this week. Um, I am notably not a Carson Wentz guy. I, 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 I used to be an apologist and now I'm just like, whatever, but look, bye weeks are here, man. Uh, you have to start making some of these decisions and I don't hate it. I don't hate it. Uh, you want to help Bali out here? Let's, let's, let's see. Yeah, what let's do, do that. Here. All right. So Bali, it's a PPR. He needs to bench one. Okay. So he has AJ Brown. Are you going to bench Julio Jones, Marvin Jones, or Kadarius Tony? To me, this is an easy one. It's Julio, right? Uh, on who we're going to bench? Yeah, it's Julio. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to bench Julio. Look, Marvin Jones, he hasn't really done much, but DJ Chark is out. Um, and some of the, you know, these London games can get messy. Uh, Marvin Jones is still uh, Trevor Lawrence's top target. Kadarius Tony, how the hell are you going to bench Kadarius Tony after last week? I guess Sterling Shepard is back. But the thing about Kadarius Tony that I like is the fact that they were they weren't just playing him in the slot, right? Sterling Shepard is definitively their slot wide receiver. Kadarius Tony can get it done on the outside. Kenny Galladay is fucking dust. I'm sorry. He was a guy yeah. that we were kind of hyping uh, as like a – he was going like the fifth to sixth round in drafts, and we were hyping him as a, as a value at that point. Look, he's just not right, and for whatever reason, he has no chemistry. I mean, it was a couple of weeks ago where he was yelling at Daniel Jones on the sideline. Kadarius Tony was doing some yelling too and, and some hitting, but that's the good kind. I mean, he, he's he's jacked up, so you, you're starting Kadarius Tony. You're starting Marvin Jones. You're, you're benching Julio. I mean, look, Julio's hurt. The, the Titans just haven't looked the same. Um, and I'm not, I'm not playing both AJ Brown and Julio Jones. You just can't do it at this point. Yeah. The Titans no just way. Aren't, we talked about it at the start of the show. So hopefully that helps you out there, Bali. All right. So actually I was going to talk about Michael Pittman as one of my flex plays. I was going to talk about Kadarius Tony as one of my flex plays, but I'm going to get a little bit filthier here. I think a viable flex play this week for those Washington football team, DeAndre Carter going up against Kansas City. Curtis Samuel is out. Diami Brown is out. And look, he got eight targets last week, and he looked kind of decent. So Terry McLaurin is an absolute monster. But if they're going to have any hope at all at keeping up with Kansas City, they're going to have to throw the ball. I think it could be a J.D. McKissick week, much to uh, everybody, including Brandon, Adam 19 on Twitter, who is the official Antonio Gibson truther. Um <laughs> It's going to be one of those types of games, man, and it's going to be frustrating. But I think J.D. McKissick, if you got him, you can start him. And if you have the nasty, the filthy, and look, DeAndre Carter in competitive leagues is still available on your waiver wire. So go take a look. If you need some help, he's a viable flex play this week. What say you, Mike? Yeah. Um, I mean, <laughs> at this point, it's if you filthy. if it, it, it is, but if you I look like at go, I like to get stinky, man. That's how yeah, I if you if you look at if you look at Washington, it's a uh, we we call it filthy, stinky, whatever, but uh, it's a necessary evil in this moment, right? Um, yeah. Just because it's like you you look across at everything and you're like, man, what else do they have? Of course, you got to go there. You know, the game is a fifty four point five over under. And Casey is favored by seven points. Right. That means that Washington's going to have to throw the damn ball. Taylor Henneke is not just going to be able to run it to win that game. Who else you got? Give me one more, Mike. Um, okay. Uh, I got, uh, let's take wide receiver from Arizona, Rondell Moore. Ooh, Rondell um, Moore. Yeah. So um, he, if you look at his target share, um, I would say he's, and, and just the number of snaps that he's taken, He's largely listed as a wide receiver four, um, mm -hmm. which if you're in Arizona and you're like, oh, should I get this guy? I'm a diehard Cardinals fan. Should I get this guy? I don't know. Um, it would probably sway your decision. But allow me to outline a couple of things for you that might help you. So um, first of all, they're playing uh, Arizona's playing Cleveland this week, um, and the spread is just three points. So um, there's that for you. Um, one thing I would say is Rondell Moore uh, is not going to be one of those guys that just comes in and gets a bunch of targets. But Cleveland is actually the 10th worst team in the NFL when it comes to splash plays. Those those drive nighters, you know, those you need a big chunk to kind of, you know, get the confidence going, get everything flowing in the right direction. Right. So Cleveland is the 10th worst in the NFL at that. Um, I like that. Which 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 is crazy to think about when you think about just all the names that they have on their defense, right? Um, and so Rondell Moore, in my opinion, could be a difference maker this week. He he could have some 
if, if we're talking uh, splash plays, um, forgive me, I don't have his 40 time in front of me, but I know he's got some he's wheels. Fast. He's and fast. He's fast. Yeah, I know he's got wheels, and I know he's got hands, right? So um, Kyler Murray loves to chunk that thing. So if you – if you um, if you're looking for a guy, uh, Rondell Moore could be your guy. I, I could see him in a situation where he just catches a couple of deep balls and 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 is the difference maker for Arizona against the Cleveland Browns this week. So his forty time, which was again, it was his combine or it was not his combine time. It was his pro day time. It was four point three seven. Yeah, so we call it fast. Yeah, he's yeah. he's got the burst. He's got the speed. And last week was important because he actually got more targets than Christian Kirk, which was the first week on the season. He got six targets. He had eight total touches for ninety-seven yards. So it's one of those situations where he's getting the productivity. He's getting the opportunity. It's just a matter of okay, is he going to go and score the touchdowns? I, I think that's a really sharp play. Look, I think Rondell Moore is one of these players at this point where I'm probably playing him every single week. Because again, I mean, if if he's your wide receiver three, if he's your flex play, he's the kind of player that can put up twenty five, potentially thirty points in a week. Because say he gets in the end zone twice, um, they're getting him involved, they're playing him as a flanker, they're playing him outside, they're getting the ball in his hand, and he can take one to the house. Just what we talked about, right? So, as a flex play, he's the kind of player that can win in the league. And look, it's it's like what we say for all these teams: you want a piece of those electric offenses right you want a piece of the buffalo bills offense you want a piece of the casey offense you want a piece of the arizona cardinals offense rondell moore i love it that's fantastic okay so i'm trying to decide how filthy i want to get here i was about to say i could tell by your tone you got an extra dirty one you're about to send my way yeah so okay here's the thing all right so we just talked about those buffalo bills and Emmanuel Sanders, I think, is coming out as the de facto number two wide receiver on the team right now. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders, um, he's number 14 in air yards, and he's number 12 in completion completed air yards. Okay, so we know Stephon Diggs. It's been slow, but do not despair, ladies and gentlemen. Stephon Diggs is still getting the opportunity. He just is not getting those touchdowns, okay? And also, he's not actually uh, converting those receptions as much as he typically does. So that's one thing to say. Cole Beasley... The bees, the bees, he has disappointed. He's had two targets the last two, three weeks, and he's just not getting it done on the field. But ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you, with confidence, with that Monday Night Hammer, I'm saying go ahead and start Cole Beasley this week going up against Tennessee. I think he's going to continue to produce, man. Look, last year, he was Josh Allen's guy, right? And obviously, Emmanuel Sanders coming in, it, it wakes you worried a little bit. But Cole Beasley could be another one of those situations where I think that Buffalo is going to light up Tennessee. Tennessee is horrendous against the pass. Right now, um, they're actually the worst team against the pass in the league. And that means every wide receiver, whether you've got Stephon Diggs, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, you want to start these players this week. And the best part is, my favorite part about playing Monday Night Players is it breaks the heart of your opponent. And it's all about breaking it because that's why we play fantasy football, yep. isn't it, Mike? Yeah. Like I like yep. to see if I'm playing you in fantasy football, I want to see tears. I want to see you <laughs> squirming in your seat. I want to see the curses coming across the league chat when Cole Beasley goes and gets 11 receptions for 55 yards, but he gets that all elusive touchdown. Yeah. I love it. What say you, man? Yeah, I like it. Um, I was actually. Um... I was looking at Cole Beasley myself um, yep. for one of the flex plays, but I left it alone just because um, what I was reading about uh, Cole Beasley quickly went to uh, what he thinks about vaccinations. And I'm like, okay, oh, I'm tired. I'm tired of reading this. <laughs> and so I it's just, too much. yeah, I just kept, I just kept it moving. I'm like, let me find someone else, you know? Um, but you know, as you know, I live I live in Texas. I live in the Dallas yep. area. Cole Beasley was previously in Dallas, and he actually went to SMU, uh, Southern Methodist University, which is here in Dallas. Um, and he he was told while he's at SMU, "Hey, live it up because you're not going to the league, right?" Yeah. And and he went out and he made the Cowboys roster and he put and he played pretty well for the Cowboys. That's really where he made his name. Um, gave him the ability to be uh, to be signed by Buffalo because of that. Um, I've always liked Cole Beasley. He is yeah, a smaller guy, shifty. You 
he's a great route runner. He can stop on a dime. There's a lot of things that if you're just looking at the film of everything that you like about Cole Beasley, um, for a defense that likes to be physical and hit people, Cole Beasley is very frustrating um, because he's hard yes. to get. He's hard to get your hands on. You know, you want to you want to hit him and knock the snot out of him, but it's it's frustrating because you can't ever you can't ever touch him. You know what I mean? And so. Yeah. Um, He's he's a good guy that can run, you know, your drag routes, your stop routes, your your uh, just slants, all the quick stuff. Right. And so um, if if you get Cole Beasley, I could envision a world where he has 11 catches for 55 yards and that touchdown like you were talking about, you know, and and in a PPR league. You that's love those you want, 11 baby. catches. You yeah. want those 11 catches. So that's Absolutely. awesome. I, I think it's a great pick. I almost picked it myself. There you go. There you go. We love it when it's consensus. I mean, the only thing that worries you a little bit is that it could be a good get right game for Stefan Diggs as well. Yeah. He gets like 15 targets. And, Which I, uh, I own some of that Stefan Diggs. So like I, I'm okay with, uh, with him going out and uh, creating a little bit of chaos for me. So I'll take we love it. it. We love the chaos. There you go. All right, Mike, we're going to end it there. So why don't you tell the good people how they can find you on Twitter and what you're doing right now? Well, um, uh, Twitter handles right here uh, below my screen at FlexMike11 on Twitter. Um, I'm really just uh, right now I'm coaching football here in Texas and uh, kind of rocking out. I'm always watching watching sports or whatever. So if you uh, want to talk about NFL action, I'm always in on it. Um, I, I dabble in the fantasy, do the fantasy a little bit, but I'm real heavy Absolutely. on just the just what's going on with uh, with the league as a whole, players, stuff like that. I keep up with the breaking news, all that good stuff, and of course, I have my own strong opinions about things like anybody else. But um, yep, that's what I'm doing. Awesome, Mike. Yeah, we got to get you on the show more often, dude. It's always yeah, nice having sure. you on. Uh, of course, you can follow us on Twitter at Flex Network One. We are all about fantasy football, but of course, once in a while, we get some smart football takes. Probably good chance that maybe Flex Mike will tune in or uh, will we'll chime in on some of those. So, thank you for those for listening. Hopefully, our flex plays pay off. Of course, if you like what you were listening to, please like and subscribe. It goes a long way. If you provide comments on our videos, comments of our podcast, we really appreciate it. It goes a long way. Help us, help us out. We're just a small, small company. We're trying to grow. And uh, listen, at the end of the day, we're just here to, to talk fantasy football, which is what we love. So thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Mike, for coming on. So for Brandon, for Flex Matt, for Season Long Says, I am Flex Shane, and we are the Flex Network. This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex.